Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. What happens after we die? Think about that for a moment. What happens after we die? Hate to break it to you, but we're all going to die one day. Right? And I know what some of you are thinking. Uh-uh. I'm going to get raptured. I'm going to get raptured. And I hope you do. And I would like to be a part of it. Wouldn't you? Amen. How many How many rather be raptured than buried? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I know I would. Right? But now I don't want to be tricky and I'm not trying to be cute. But even if you're raptured, you're going to die. Yeah. Somebody tell me why. Why is that statement true? Pardon me? You no longer have this body, right? So define that. How, how, what, 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 Joe? Right. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, you're both. You're both on it. Somebody. Had, yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's that's good, huh? It's appointed on the man wants to die. So even if you're raptured, you're going to die. Well, let's see the rapture. It must pay for. Let me ask you a question. How do you know the the rapture is less painful? Huh? I get sick when I get on roller coasters, man. I'll tell you. Right. Exactly. All right, so let me, let, let me ask you it this way. So what is death? There you go. Separation. Death is separation. So even if you get raptured, you're going to die. Why? Because you're going to separate from this body. So no matter how you look at it. Correct? But we don't like to think about rapture that way. We just like to think about it as, woo, man, we're gone. In the twinkling of an eye, right, we're going up, you know? So, all right, so we agree. How many of us agree we're going to die? Whether through rapture, we're, we're, we're leaving this world, right? So the question then is this, what happens after we die? What happens after we die? Then comes the judgment. Then comes the judgment. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, he's being biblical. I was hoping that somebody would say, we go to heaven. <laughs> Then comes the judgment. <laughs> well, you're right, Barry. You're right. Then comes the judgment. Uh, so what's the survey say about eternity? Remember we started a little thing a couple weeks ago, right? Uh, eternity for all. Eternity for all. Think about that. Eternity for all. All right, so let me ask you this question. Is everybody saved? Okay. Is there a difference in eternity 
be for or for those that are saved, those that are not. But there is eternity for all. Do all go to the same place in eternity? Right? So what does the survey say? All right, so 7,000 people were, this is Americans. 7,000 Americans were surveyed about what happens after we die. 50% of that 7,000 believe in the afterlife. They believe that we're gonna, there's an afterlife, Donald. 60% insist that no matter what you believe, everyone experiences the same thing after they die. How many agree? Huh? I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, furthermore, according to Pew, Pew is a research company, Roughly 6 in 10 Americans, 61%, believe in both heaven and hell. In addition, more Americans believe in heaven than hell. Why? <laughs> Go figure. Who wants to believe in hell? I'd rather believe in just heaven, right? You know? Roughly a quarter of Americans, 26%, don't believe in heaven or hell. Some still believing in an afterlife. So they believe in afterlife, but not heaven or hell, maybe reincarnation, maybe you come back here. I wouldn't want to come back here. I had enough of here, unless I can live in Florida forever. You know? Who wants to come back to earth, right? So what happens after you die? So what do we believe? What do we believe? Open your Bibles, if you would, to the Gospel of John. Chapter 14, and let's look at a very familiar text of Scripture. John chapter 14, verse 1. Of course, Jesus, our wonderful Savior, speaking to his disciples and says, Let not your heart be troubled. In other words, he's saying, Don't allow yourself to get discouraged. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then verse 2. In verse 2, he says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. See that? Isn't that great? Now, keep your finger there because I wanted to, there was a slide that I put in here that I wanted you to see, and I want to go back to it. It's this one right here. Now, you can't see that real good, I know. But what that is, that is a slide showing uh, our continents and what they believe um, and, and, and where they are. So I, I just listed the, the top ones for us. So Bangladesh, you can't see it, can you? And I can't, this won't, I can't, I can't kind of put the, see, as soon as I hit that, with the, see that little green marker there? As soon as I put it on the screen, you can't see it. But Bangladesh is kind of like, you see Russia at the top? And just keep moving down, you just come to Bangladesh. Bangladesh has 160 million people, and 89% of them are Muslim. So when you ask a Muslim what they believe about the afterlife, it's not going to be the same as what you say you believe. Uh, China, 1.4 billion people. That's a lot of people. Predominantly, Buddhists, 200 million Buddhists, confirmed Buddhists in China. And then there's just a breaking of all kinds of other 
you know, religious beliefs. Uh, United States, you know, many, you know how many people are in the United States now? Who said that? Yeah, 334 million people in the U.S. 334 million. And, and 73%, predominantly 73%, are Christian. But you know what that means, right? It means non, non-Jewish, non-Muslim, non-Buddhist. <laughs> Christian. It's everybody. Saved or non-saved, you know, they just claim to be Christian because they believe in God. Uh, Russia. Russia has a population of 147 million, and their predominant religion is, is Russian Orthodox. And so when you think about, when you think about eternity, it's eternity for all. And you go back, and man, there's a lot of people represent. In fact, the Earth's population now is, who said that? How many? Eight billion, eight billion people. I can't wrap my brain around that. Right? We sit down for family dinner. I have a hard time remembering how many is there. Eight billion people? Come on, man. How do you hug eight billion people, Donald? That's a lot of people. With that, with a big one, yeah. Eight billion people, and eternity is for all. For all. So that means this, everybody, all eight billion that are alive today, are going to spend eternity somewhere. Somewhere. And it's not based upon what you might think. It's based upon the truth of God's word. So what do we believe? And I go back to that Bible verse where Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, the third person of the Godhead, God himself declares, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now, we can spend the rest of this night breaking down that verse, and we'd have a great time, wouldn't we? Because that's great truth, you know? I think we, we'd agree. Let me, let me just make an assumption here. I think we'd agree when Jesus is speaking about the Father's house, he's speaking about heaven. Heaven, right? A couple weeks ago, we started this series called Eternity for All, and we took a look at two passages of Scripture. Do you remember? One where Paul speaks about being raptured, or uh, he was raptured, but being transported into the third heaven, right? And so if there's a third heaven, there must be... A second, if there's a second, there's, there's got to be a first. And here's what we concluded from Scripture, that when it talks about the first heaven, we're speaking about the atmosphere, right? Uh, where the birds fly and, you know, airplanes. And, and then the universe, where, you know, the stars and planets, sun and the moon dwell. And then the third heaven, God's abode, right? So Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions, places, by the way, I hate to pop your bubble, but that word mansion just means place of abode. It doesn't mean palace or a mansion. Bob, you were just down in the Sarasota, Florida area. Did you see some mansions? Many, Many, right? Beautiful, right? On the water, beautiful. But Jesus isn't saying, in my father's house are many mansions. I'm going to go get you the key for one. Because if that were true, you know what I'd be doing right now? I would not be agonizing on earth. I would just be laying back and saying, well, all this in heaven too. Now, what he's saying is this. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. 
you know. Uh, and that place is just, a, your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. You've got a place in heaven. What it looks like is based upon what you and I do today. You want proof? Read for yourself 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. That's proof. Paul says, me, as a master builder, have laid the foundation and let every man build thereupon. So it's for you and I to build for our eternity. Correct? Yeah. And so that way the Lord removes all, all opportunity for laziness. But Jesus says this, I go prepare a place for you. And then look at the text again, verse number next. I, uh, he says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, aren't these great words? I will come again. Isn't that good? Jesus is coming again. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, maybe soon. Coming again. And, and then he says this, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, uh, you know, and the way you know. Now, isn't that great? But let me ask you a question. Does your Bible stop at verse 4? Huh? There's a verse 5? And what happens in verse 5? Look at verse 5. Verse 5 of the text. Let's read it. Read it together. Verse number 5. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? So you know what verse 5 is? Verse 5 is a question. Right? Did you see it? Look at it again. Thomas speaking. Lord, how can we know the way? He asked a question. And if we'd be honest, I think we have more questions than we're willing to admit. Huh? Don't you, th don't you think? How many, how many have questions? I don't mean about life. I mean Bible questions, any spiritual questions. And how many of us have questions? We have questions, right? All right, here's a question for you. Uh, who can stand up and give us just an undeniable explanation of the Trinity? Some have said this, well, the Trinity is like an egg, right? There's three parts to an egg. There's the shell, the yolk, and the white. That certainly explains it. You know what that explains? An egg. It explains an egg. I know, Bob, a triangle. Because a triangle is made up of what? Three equal sides. And certainly that explains it, right? No. So how do we accept the truth of the Trinity? By faith. Right? Do we have three gods? One God, three persons. Co-equal, co-eternal. But we have questions. Right? Let me ask you this. And please, please, it's kind of like when I, when I ask about what I asked a couple weeks ago. And I thought Barry certainly was going to say I saw a bright light and I saw Jesus face to face and... And I thought, he's going to wreck my whole sermon tonight. But this is rhetorical. So what does God look like? But what does he look like? I mean, is, is he really this, you know, do you get the picture of God being kind of Santa Claus looking? You know, with, you're like Moses. 
you know, his hair is white, his face is glowing, he's got this really nice beard, you know, and I mean, he's just got a big old smile, big fat rosy cheeks, or maybe, maybe he's all black, black hair, black. I'm still speaking, Barry, be quiet. No, I'm teasing. Go ahead. In our image. Yes, in our image. All right, so do you think God looks like this? Yeah. All right, so take your best crack at it. Who in this room do you think God looks like? Oh, definitely preacher. <laughs> I would say Dean. Stand up, Dean. He's six foot 12. You know, he's seven foot over here, big old dude, you know, right? I think he looks like Donald. By the way, Donald, you did a tremendous job last week. I was watching that Bible study, me and Mrs. Janissa. Amen. It's good stuff. Yes, sir. Right. So Jesus, of course, when you say, you know, what does God look like? You know, Jesus became man. So that's what man looks like. But God is spirit. They that worship. So we have questions, don't we? Right. We have questions. And some things we just we we just take by faith. And isn't it true? We have questions about eternity. For example. And again, I I can't. I'm running out of time. But where's hell at? So if we believe that heaven is the third abode, right, the third heaven where God dwells, new heaven, new earth, new Jerusalem, where's hell? Right here on earth. Right here on earth. <laughs> you must live in the northeast, sister. Where's, where's hell? Right? So there's questions. And then, then we have, let's just be honest, we have questions about heaven. Right? We have, how many of us have questions about heaven? Give me one question about heaven. How bright is the light in heaven? Here's a question. Will we need sunglasses in heaven? Sandy, did you have a question? Sorry, I'm pardon? Where do you want me to start? Right, exactly. Yeah. Give me, just give me one. Are there male and female in heaven? Right. Good question. Good question. Other questions we have about heaven? Yes, sir. Good question. Good question. That's a great question. Other questions we would have about heaven? Yes, sir. Do you think she would want to? That might be a better question to ask. <laughs> That's a great question, Rich. So the question would be this. Is there marriage in heaven? Yeah. Right? That would be the question, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. What other questions have been heaven? Anything? Yes, sir. Say it again. Without sin. That's a good question. 
Good question. All right, so here's what I did. I, I have, I, I've kind of narrowed it down to what I believe to be the most popular questions about heaven. Okay? And I, got, I have 15 minutes to go over them with you. All right? So let, let's, start, let's start with this one. Here's one. What will we look like in heaven? Right? I've been asked that so many times. In fact, the question usually is raised like this. What is a spiritual body? What does a spiritual body look like? Did you ever hear that question? i never forget this, Donna. You remember this. My first semester Bible college, first semester Bible college, sitting around the dinner table, my mom asked me, I have a question for you. What does a spiritual body look like? My mom thought I became a theologian. <laughs> I had a half a semester of Bible college under my belt. What's a spiritual body look like? And I, I remember saying, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, right? But so what, what will we look like when we get... So look at the scriptures. Look over real quick. We got to go quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Look there. And we can continue this portion of the Bible study. We don't need to hurry it, right? We're having a good time? All right, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and pick it up, if you would, at verse, uh, let's try verse number uh, 35. But some man will say, how are the dead raised? And with, with, and with what body do they come? You see that? So that's a pretty good question, right? How are the dead raised? And then when they're raised, what's their body look like? And so if you read on, we won't read the whole chapter, but in verse 40 says, there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. E.T. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but the glory of the, uh, of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Look at verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Look at verse 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there's a spiritual body. Look at verse 50. This I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Look at verse 53. For, the, for, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality right now if we were just doing a bible study just on that we can just break down every single aspect of that but let me just sum it up by saying this i think that we're going to have a distinguishable body when we get to heaven right what will we look like it will be distinguishable according to this text i think this i think our resurrected body is not like our physical body in this respect uh it'll not be subject to aging amen, <laughs> amen. uh sickness right uh disease death there's no death in heaven correct? Uh, we'll never get old and we'll never get tired. Hallelujah. I like that, don't you? Uh, never suffer any of the things that we suffer here, you know? Uh, what will it look like? Well, let me, let me answer that with this next question. Will we know 
our loved ones? Will we know each other when we get to heaven? Because that kind of goes along with that, right? Uh, and the answer to that, I, I believe, short answer is yes. Because John brought this up, and here's the verse that John was, was speaking about. And he said this in 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, verse 12. Look at the screen. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. You see that? Uh, so in essence, uh, we're going to have certain knowledge in the afterlife. Uh, what, what we will look, our bodies will be distinguishable. And I do believe we're going to know each other. You know, uh, you're going to be able to walk down the street and say, hey, Josh. Hey, preacher. Hey, Brother Dean. <laughs> I almost forgot your name. You changed your name in heaven. You look a little different. Uh, hey, Sister Carol, you got that bread? You know, uh, see, how, why do you say that? Well, let me give you a couple, couple of references. Remember when David's son died? King David, little boy, he died. We know the story, if you know the story. And you know what David said? David said this. Here's what he declared. He said, I will go to him, but he will not return to me. You can read that in 2 Samuel chapter number 12. I will go to him, but he'll not return to me. Well, I'm going to go to him. How in the world would he know him unless he was distinguishable? There's been a lot of little babies that have died since David's baby died. How would he know it's his baby? I will go to him. Here's something other. Think about this. Uh, you, re you, you read the text there in, in Luke chapter 16, where a rich man dies, a beggar man dies, Abraham, Lazarus. You remember the story, right? Remember that story? So on the other side now, what happens? There's conversation, and they're recognizable. Abraham, dead. Lazarus, dead. The rich man, dead. But they're recognizable. They're distinguishable. Right? Because the rich man says to Abraham, uh, man, just would you send Lazarus that he might dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my... Right? He's distinguishable. Uh, think about the transfiguration, Matthew chapter number 17. Who shows up on, on, on the mount there? Huh? You know, you got the disciples there, and all of a sudden, who appears? Moses and Elijah. They're already dead. They already died. They came back. And guess what? They're distinguishable, right? So will we know each other? What will we look like? Well, we're not going to be flesh and blood, but we will have a spiritual body. That will be distinguishable, and we'll know it's you. <laughs> so there's no hiding out in heaven. Amen? And I love that verse where 1 Corinthians 13, 12, where he, he talks about, you know, uh, and I'll go back to it, where Paul says, you know, I shall know uh, as I'm known. I know now in part, but man, there's coming a day where I'm going to have full knowledge. That's awesome, isn't it? It's good stuff. Uh, let me ask you this question. Here's another question that pops up. i got a couple more minutes. Here's another one. When we're in heaven, will we know what's going on here on earth? Now, be careful. Before you answer, be careful. 
So we're in heaven. All right, for example, how many of us know somebody in heaven right now? I know a lot of people, a lot of family members. My parents are in heaven. So don't answer. I don't want you to get trapped. The people you know in heaven right now, if you have a loved one in heaven right now, do you think they know what's going on on earth? Can they see what's going on on earth? Do they know the daily affairs of earth? Think about that. Now, my opinion, just my opinion. I won't be dogmatic upon this because the Bible doesn't speak to it. But I'll give you my, my opinion. I would say, can people in heaven see what's happening on earth, the daily affairs of earth, my answer to that is no. And the reason I answer it by saying no, first of all, I would say no because I hope not. Huh? I mean, I, I don't want, I'm in the shower, I'm, I don't want people looking down and... Huh? I mean, all right, so if they can see, what, what, can they, what can't they see? Got to walk around, I mean. So I hope not. But let me give you a biblical answer. I don't. Here, here's, 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 a, here's a biblical answer. I don't believe when we get to heaven, there's no evidence, preacher, when we get to heaven, we're going to become omniscient. You know what omniscient means? It means all-knowing. There's, it says we're going to be like him, we're going to see him, we're going to be like him. But it never talks about us absorbing his attributes. Humans will never have the attributes of God. They're hijacked, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present. Are you with me? Uh, think about this now. I'll give you, just give you a little bit more. Some would say, well, what about that text description, Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1? Did you ever read that text? Where it talks about there's a great cloud of witnesses, you know, so run the race that's set before you. Huh? But it never says, Donald, it never says that there's a great cloud of witnesses looking down from heaven saying, go, baby, go. No, it just talks about those who have gone on before us and they're cheering us on. Right? Uh, think about this. I mentioned Lazarus and, 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 and the rich man. Right? Abraham, Lazarus, rich man. Um, in that story. Um, it's never stated that Lazarus ever saw the rich man. He just assumed he was with Abraham. The rich man says to Abraham, he says, I have five brother, brothers. Please send someone to tell my brothers because I don't want them to come to this place. Are you, are, are you with me? He, was just, he never saw his brothers. He was just assuming because he knew what they believed. They believed what he believed. And if they died, they're going to end up in the same place. Are you with me? So there's, I think there's, there's evidence. We can't be dogmatic. But I, I, just don't, I just don't think people in heaven can look down on earth. Can I be honest with you? I don't think they give a hoot. Huh? You know what they're doing right now? They're worshiping God and eating angels' food cake. <laughs> Hello? Yes, sir. If it were possible for them to do it, I don't think anything on earth would phase them. I mean, it would because they're in a different spiritual body, spiritual mind, but, uh, mind, but if, they, if they were here 
That's a good take on it, John. That's a good take. That's a good take. Now, let me, let me just say this to you. That was my opinion. If for some reason you believe you have a dead sibling or, or parent or whatever, and you believe that you, you, know, you, you have conversation, please don't let, me, don't let me interfere with that. Okay? Don't let me take that from you. I know there's people, I have family members, saved family members that go to cemeteries, you know, and, and go to the grave marker where one of our loved ones, or my, my mom and dad, are, and, and they'll have prayer there, and they'll talk to them there. Man, if that, if that does something for you, I got, I, do it, right? That's your personal thing. Don't let anybody take that from you, right? Um, I, I, know, I know men who have lost their spouses and live all by themselves at home, and when they walk around the house, they see, and they don't literally see, but they see their wife everywhere, Right? And, and sometimes they might be in the kitchen making some tea, and, and maybe they'll say something like this, you know, sweetie, I remember when you used to make this tea for me. Why would I want to take that away from them? If that helps your heart, right? If it does good for you, I'm just saying biblically, I, I don't see it biblically. And honestly, because I'm a, I'm a kind of goofy kind of person, I'm not superstitious, but I hope they can't see because when I'm driving sometimes, I'm, I'm even asking Jesus to get out. Please, you don't want to drive with me right now. I'm in a hurry. And I might have to do some things you don't want to see, you know? Yes, sir. <laughs> right, Bob? Right. So I think this, sadly, this is my take. My take is this. And let me answer it by going to the very last question. Here's the last question, and I'll answer, I'll answer that. Last question is this. You ready? Here it is. Will I go to heaven? Will I go to heaven? Not only me. Don't look up here and say, I doubt it. <laughs> I can just sense you looking up here and saying, I don't think he's going. <laughs> Will you go to heaven? Are you going to go to heaven? That's, that's an important... I mean, besides of who can see us and who can't see us and what's it look like and what... Are we going? That's the most important question of all. Isn't that right? Uh, and, and follow... Does everybody go to heaven? The Bible doesn't teach that. Here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches only those who have their names written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. And there shall be in no wise enter into anything, talking about heaven, anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are, what? Written in the Lamb's book of life. You know who they are? They are people who have been born again. Those are people who have been saved. Those are, those are folks who have accepted Christ as their personal Savior. They're the only ones who go to heaven. Huh? Uh, uh, Luke chapter number 10. I thought I had that Bible verse there. Luke 10 verse 20. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, Jesus speaking, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are you with me? So the only way that we can go to heaven is if we're saved. If our name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. There's the Book of Life, and then there's the Lamb's Book of Life. The Book of Life has a record of everybody who's ever been born, 
The Lamb's Book of Life has a record of every person who's been born again. Right? Will I go to heaven? Will you go? Are we going to heaven? Because in that same text in the book of Revelation, to answer your question, Barry, it talks about this. Revelation 20, verse number 11 down. I mentioned this last time. We're going to talk about it a little bit more in another Bible study. It talks about this great white throne. You've heard about that before? There's the judgment seat of Christ for believers. There's the great white throne judgment for unbelievers. And the Bible says that folks that come before the great white throne are pretty much sentenced. It's not a trial. It's not to determine, well, should we let him in or not? Well, his works are... Eh. No, it's a sentencing. And the sentence is, depart from me, ye that work iniquity, into the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And here's what I believe, Barry. I'm not convicted about it, but I have a belief about it. That because we are saved and wherever the, wherever the groom is, we're going to be, we're going to be present at the great white throne. Not for judgment, but as spectators. And so we'll see, we'll see people coming who are being sentenced. So the question is, how will we know whether or not somebody got saved? I've been preaching a long time. I promise you I've been preaching as a lead pastor for 35 years this month. Total about 38 and a half years I've been preaching. Never one time, never one time have I ever said anything like, you know, that old fellow Joe is burning in hell tonight. You know why I never said that? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I used to have preachers come in and say, I got a grandmother burning in hell tonight. Boy, I would I'd get offended by that. None of us know who's... Are there people burning in hell tonight? I believe so. Do I know who they are? Do I have family members that I do not know if they made a profession and died? Yes. But do I know really what they did in their heart? Mike, I have no idea. And I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that when I get to heaven, I'm going to see them. And if I don't, then probably I'm going to weep. And that's why Revelation 21 verse 4 says, God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. He's not talking about those that were sentenced. He's speaking about us. Why? Well, maybe because we've seen loved ones. Or maybe we've just seen that whole host of people being cast into the lake of fire. It's real. It's real. Eternity is for all. Amen. Did you ever sing this song? Heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face because heaven is a wonderful place. I'm going to go there. You never sang that before. I can tell. <laughs> hey, heaven's a wonderful place. And because of Jesus, George, we get to go there. Aren't you glad? But folks, don't forget this. There's a lot of people in this world who have yet to accept Christ as their Savior. And you know what our responsibility is? Tell them. And sometimes if we just tell them, all they need is here, they might get saved. Amen? Eternity for all. Now, I hate to say this, but next time we're going to have to look at the other place where the booger man lives. Because the Bible speaks about hell. You know? And so we'll do a little Bible study a couple weeks on hell. And we'll examine some of the features of hell. Okay? 
Father, thank you for allowing us to gather tonight. Sweet, wonderful fellowship. We always enjoy opening up your word, gaining insight, and being encouraged. Dismiss us with your blessing. Hedge the campus. There'll be boys and girls, teenagers, other folk leaving from different departments. And so as we get out into the parking lot, help us to be careful. Get us to our destination safely. Give us a great, great end of the week. Bring us back on the Lord's Day. We ask in Jesus' name and all God's people said amen. God bless you, church. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.